Hey, partners, friends, God lovers around the world. Welcome back to program number two at Rob. Hey, if you missed last week, I encourage you to uh, listen to that program. Rob told us a little bit about his journey, and yep. we ended up really hitting the concept of how uh, the pivotal role that connecting to the yep. right body had in your life. Absolutely. And um, I was just thinking, just as we just began to record this program, the second one, and I encourage you guys to watch uh, the first program yes. uh, with Rob. That how long has it been since you've been a worship leader now? Yes, so I started leading in, it's probably 2012, I would say. Uh, uh -huh. It's probably the first time I actually uh, stood up and, and led a song in front of a, a congregation. Thankfully, it was youth, so they were super forgiving and very much <laughs> like... Uh, if you can lead youth, you can lead anyone. I will say that. So, but uh, yeah, 2012. Uh, so about, uh, I guess, nine years. Uh, Did so. you ever think you'd be a worship leader? Absolutely not. No, I didn't <laughs> even know what a worship leader was until I, uh, uh, like we talked about last week, of just making that shift to covenant love and started seeing these people that led a congregation. It wasn't about I'm going to do a special song for you or anything like that. And, and so the concept of worship leader was very much new to me at that time. So um, I probably looked into it for, uh, I think, 2010. Bethel released one of their biggest um, live worship albums. Um, it was the one that had like One Thirst and all these amazing songs on it. Um, I started getting introduced to Kim Walker, um, Jonathan Helser by Pastor Clinton, my former youth pastor. He was a Helser fanatic. And uh, he started introducing me to these 15-minute Jonathan David Helster songs. <laughs> so uh, I was being introduced to that for probably two years before I actually led my first song. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's been interesting. interesting so we're journey. in 2021 now. Yep. So you've been leading worship since 2012. Yeah. How would you define what worship leading is? Um, I think, <laughs> oh, man. So this has been a shift. So God's over. If you live long enough, God will shift things for you. Um, probably every two or three. Or if years. you listen long enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think my 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 core definition of worship leading now is ministry unto God, and and that that's that's a shift from what I would have said maybe five years ago, where it was you got to get people into you know engage, into engage into yeah. worship. So it almost becomes this ministry unto people. Um, but I've, I've, I've really been stretched by this concept of like, if I minister unto God, it releases his power to a people. So it's almost like this, if I'm ministering unto God, I'm, I am actually ministering to people. And there's this triangle effect kind of happening of ministry to the God, to the Lord, to the people. He's ministering to the people. Um, so um, that's that's like my core definition is, is just ministry, ministry unto, unto, God. unto the Lord. I think you, you really hit on something that is a high value to me, and that is developing that we're as kingdom, if we're in the kingdom of God, if we're in Christ, as his disciples, we're inside out people. Yeah. And that as we learn to cooperate with the Godhead and build the inside of us, what is on the inside comes out. Yeah. So, uh, then we're talking about developing an inner life of yeah. worship unto the Lord. So this is a, a key question then. Does what you do in private change much from what you do when you come on a platform and, I don't know, however a couple hundred people here tonight? And some concepts, um, 
in some ways, um, private private worship versus the corporate setting. I mean, there is an uh, when I say ministry unto the Lord, it's almost like you're not just closing your eyes. I mean, there are moments like that we've we've experienced those, sure. but it's not just completely closing your eyes and forgetting everybody's in the room. Um, sometimes you do have to to make those strategic commands of like, hey, can we just join together and sing this, or can we just join together and pray in this moment, or whatever it is, and it's really just kind of directing the moment unto the Lord. It's really like, what do we have to do to 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 see you move, to see your power released, or whatever. God. Um, so there is this distinction. I think, so here here's a question that just yeah. jumped out of me, that jumps into what you're just saying. When you're leading worship in a corporate setting, are you are you exclusively, in a sense, focused on what God is doing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then and then, according to what you're sensing and pressing, word of the Lord coming, yep. I'm going to follow that, and then I'm going to engage the people. Yeah. To bring them in that direction. Absolutely. That's that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Then. Okay. I think I think the 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 root, if you would say, is. If I minister to the healer, the healer is going to step into the room and release healing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I minister, uh, if, if he shows up in his goodness, I begin to minister to the people in his goodness. Uh, and so, it's, yeah, it's really just seeing what God's doing and, you know, being patient enough to see what God's doing and not just kind of jumping through and getting through the three songs and being okay and being done. Um, I think it's just being aware of his presence, like, uh, what are you doing in the moment? Okay, let me sing to that. Um, let, let us play to that as, as minstrels, as musicians. Um, so, yeah. So for those watching, I just want to, I'm going to ask him a question here, but I don't think it just applies to worship leading. Mm-hmm. I think that what you're doing here in a platform is how you live your life. Yeah. You're trying to discern what the Lord is saying, the impressions of the Lord, what direction he's leading me in this area, that area, even as small, as minute, as being intentional when I'm yeah. driving to the grocery store. I yeah. normally go this way, God, but would you like me to go that way? For me, that's how I've learned to hear the Lord yeah. because I would just, I wanted to practice him in the small things Absolutely. or or just really simply, I got up, sometimes I'll get up in the morning and I said, God, what's the word of the Lord for today? Yeah. And sometimes he'll give me a scripture. Sometimes it's just quiet, but sometimes it's like, this is the word of the day, like yeah. efficiency or yeah. joy or something like that. Yep. So asking you that, I think we're not we're 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 using your assignment and purpose as a worship leader, but the next question is for everyone watching that, how do I develop this whole yeah. concept of yeah. following the Lord? Yeah, I think it again that's goes the question back to what, for you. exactly yeah. what you just said yeah. of like this this can't be just something you apply to your religious duty. Um you know, God is, I think God is after a people who recognize who they are in him and are willing to get away from the platform and see yourself in the workplace or in, in the grocery store or at home being a good parent. Like, I think there is a there is a definition of worship in the Old Testament that basically reflects this image of whatever I put my hand to is worship unto That's the right. Lord. That's was, right. That was the understanding that, was it. that they had. It's like yeah. whatever I put my hand to. So... Right. Uh, if I'm rocking my kid at night to sleep, I'm doing it unto the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm washing the dishes, I'm doing it unto the Lord, and That's because right. I love my wife. And yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think you know it, it can't just apply to just a or else it'll become just a religious duty. Yeah. Uh, it'll become something that 
you know, your gift is gonna, you know, um, your gift is ultimately gonna, uh, I don't know, overtake like the anointing. In in many cases, uh, I've seen very gifted people um, that like oil because they weren't, they're, they're just functioning in, in, in their gift on a Sunday morning or whatever it is, like. Um, so when you mean function in their gift, I said, do you mean yeah. like, hey, they have this gifting, they can, they can lead worship, they can play an instrument yeah. well, they can sing well, or they can uh, teach well, but they haven't developed their inner life. Is that what right. you're talking about? Exactly, okay. exactly. Because okay. I've seen, I've seen the opposite of that. I've seen not very gifted worship leaders who can sing some, but not necessarily like right. not that great. Yeah. You wouldn't call them a great singer. Right. But they can lead a congregation in worship because mm-hmm. they've they have that inner change. It's this inside out right. uh, revelation of life, and um, you know even just the Christological aspect of this. As Jesus said, He did does nothing apart what he, from what He saw the Father do, and mm-hmm. He says nothing apart from what He heard the Father say. That's just not the that's not that's not a worship leader like <laughs> um, one, that's not worship leader one hundred one. That's life in God like one hundred one. Right. It's like I, I spend time with the Lord, and so that I can apply those things to my to my day. Um, God, what do you want me to say today? What do you want me to do today? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to turn left or right here? Um, so all of that becomes this overflow um, when we have the opportunity to lead people in worship or whatever area of ministry you you do. Um, so it's really just li- I, I I don't stand up here and try to get filled up. Uh, I right. stand up here overflowing um, with what God's done in my life throughout the day. Um, so I think Bill Johnson um, tells this story of he was having a conversation with uh, Jen Johnson. They were on their way to, uh, she was leading worship that night, and he was in the back seat. And she just had a hectic day, and she's just like taking the mommy hat off, and I'm putting the worship hat on. And he says, your problem is you should have never taken the worship hat off. <laughs> and so it, it becomes this like worship leading is not necessarily just what I do like whatever I put my hand to through the day um, that is my worship unto the Lord um, so this is really just overflow for, yeah. for what God's doing in your life through, the, through, through your days through your weeks so you know one of the things that we're talking about just really jumped out to me that uh, the concept of holiness in scripture was a direct directly applicable to how you treated the foreigner and and these requirements the levitical requirements in a sense so i'm just thinking like how much scripturally that was emphasized the concept of holiness uh sometimes even as spirit-filled people i think we think of holiness as very one-dimensional and you know don't do this don't you know make sure we don't you know live a holy life and a pure life and guard your heart and obviously there's 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 truth to that but the idea of holiness was directly related to how you treated other people. Yeah, so it was good. always the outgrowth of that. That's and really I think good. that's a really important concept even. I think it's brilliant that we're talking about this in the context of you being a worship leader. Yeah. That um, worship biblically is – this is one expression of it. Yeah. As much as I love the presence of the Lord, I love worship – uh, probably one of my favorite things is get up in the morning. I just I'll just get in my car and just ride back roads. Yeah. I love where I live because I'll just I'll worship for an hour. Mm-hmm. And but that is one yep. expression of how I worship. Yep. Everything I do, uh, Paul's statement: whatever you do, uh, do it as heartily as unto the Lord. Yep. What What would you say? Uh, 
for people, just practically, very practical level. I think it's really important. Some people are like, great, I want to do that. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. How do you develop your inner life with, with this backdrop as well, that uh, you are uh, a full-time staff member at a church, you have three kids, yep. three kids, wife, responsibilities. We know those responsibilities are God-given. Yeah. How do you, in a sense, manage all that? And yeah. how do you how do you how do you make sure your inner life is developed and you're being a good dad and you're making sure your wife's well and you're you know yeah. all these things? Yeah, I think it. Can you give us a glimpse into your inner world? Yeah, so I think it is is this because because I have that um, for since 2014 I've worked on staff at Covenant Love and so I have the privilege of driving 45 minutes to oh, and there 45 you go. minutes a, from by yourself. Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. 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 Um, now it's more like one day a week because me and my wife actually work on staff. So, yeah. um, but I learned during that time of it just being me that like this is this is not just me trying to get to where I'm going. Like this is time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my time to either sing unto the Lord or just sit in quietness and just hear the Lord or or whatever it is. And and, and out of so I would say um, practically um, you, you've got to set some aspect of your life apart each day uh, whether it's just getting up early or late at night and and just just really setting that time apart to really hear from God um, I think we have a lot of amazing singers I think we have a lot of amazing musicians in the body of Christ I think they're starting to because of social media you're starting to see more and more and more of them just like out of out of the woodworks um, but I can always tell when what somebody is saying or playing um, is ministering to my to my ears or to my spirit man, mm-hmm. uh, and I think those are the folks that have decided in their lives throughout their days, this is not just what I do, but like I am a worshiper, meaning I live this, I breathe this, I mm-hmm. this is not just music oriented something like um, worship is. I do spend that time with the Lord. Um, I think personal time with the Lord is, uh, you know, that's like fundamental 101 Christianity. Right. Um, and same thing as if you're a worship leader, like um, your gift, your gift can, can, can do some awesome things. Um, but the anointing comes through that crushing in the, in the secret place. Your anointing comes from that overflow of spending time with the Lord uh, in that secret place. So, um, so yeah, I, I, and, and the, the aspect of, of just having this, I, I call it a God consciousness. Um, I, th- I think that is for the believer, not just the worship leader, but for the believer. I think that is really, really um, super vital of, of and everything that I'm doing, okay. And, and this is something I had to develop. You could probably say the same thing of like, it didn't just happen overnight where I was like, I've got to apply God to every aspect of my life. It was yeah. just continual like um, reminding myself to bless him, reminding myself that God is with me, God is in me, God is all around me. So, okay, I'm doing this, and it's unto the Lord. I'm doing this, and this is my act of worship unto the Lord. And just a continual process, and I don't get it perfect all the time, you know. Right. Um, but I can tell when there is a disconnect um, from, okay, I didn't give God that time, or I didn't give God that moment in my where I felt yeah, like I yeah, was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can always recognize that just because of having that years of practice um, right. with, with the Lord, practicing the presence. Um, so. Yeah, I think now you hit on something that 
is really important. I think, too, again, back to this concept of disciples and values. Yeah. I prefaced the question by going, hey, you got all these responsibilities. How do I do this? Yeah. And I think a lot of times, even Americans, so many things going on. Yeah. Even post-COVID, people are still got kids t-ball this, this meeting, this responsibility. Then I'm also volunteering at the church and all these different things. But you did hit on something that I have learned that you cannot divorce from your life if you're going to walk properly. And it is this. And a lot of times it's not, I don't know, the most exciting thing to say. It's just the concept of discipline, you said. And and I, I agree with that. I have learned that the God consciousness, at least for me, did not come unless I had developed that yep. discipline of daily time with the Lord. Absolutely. And that you develop this habit, and habit is basically something you do. You have the choice to do it, but it's become so routine yeah. that it is part of your life, kind of like taking a shower. I don't think about taking a shower. I don't think about my time with the Lord in the morning, yeah. this morning, had a little trouble sleeping last night. But the point of that, you start with that discipline and then I remember many years ago, um, you know, I just finished my time with the Lord and the, the Lord was like, hey, I'd like to be part of the rest of your life. Now, I remember it was something along that line. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? And he's like, you kind of have me over here. Yeah, that's, yeah, and I want to good. go to every other part of that area of your life. So and, mm. and if you read scripture, like um, Jesus is the model son. And so if he's the model son, then, and obviously, no, he's fully God, fully man, chooses to live as the son of man. We have instances he intentionally he prayed in the morning, potentially prayed at night. So these moments of intentionality, and he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that intentionality has got to be part of this. Absolutely. And then out of that place of discipline, I've learned we're invited into developing this God consciousness. Yeah. And I've also found that God is incredibly practical in a sense of like, we're, I, I, I just say that the, the idea is that we're being completely delivered of all dysfunction yeah. and he allows day-to-day opportunity to display where we're dysfunct- Why are we getting angry at this person at the cashier yeah. when they, or this <laughs> or that? And all these are opportunities to discover trauma, wrong mindsets inside of us. And we get to think again with them. Yeah. And, but it's that every day that, there is something practical that is probably going to come to the surface of my life that I have yeah. a choice of whether I'm going to view that through the lens of scripture or not. Yeah. And <laughs> that's really probably good. the only other one that I, the only other, uh, there's many, but just the other key that I'll throw out there is just, I have found that the awareness of God in, in the present moments yep. gets amplified through meditation of the word. Yeah. you know i can't get around it like i'm I'm like one thing have i desired and then like like you'll have some other desire you're like no no one thing have i desired you know like it's the meditation of the word that that just unlocks that to you so really you're can i add to that a little bit yeah that's why we're we're having a yeah yeah you can interrupt me (laughs) so see um, what the law told you to say so um i think with that um i'll start with this like january um it was it was a Sunday morning before before we, I was about to go back and like pray with the team and stuff for, before worship, and I heard the Lord so clearly say this. He said, "Make plans with me this year, not for me." Mm. And so, like, I think there's this. That's good. <laughs> I think there's this concept of like, um, 
I'll tie this into the to this of like I remember nights of especially when you got three kids man <laughs> I remember nights of like late nights and, and having to stay up with the kid with one of the kids because they were having a rough night or whatever it is and trying to get them to sleep and stuff like that and then like missing that morning time or, or whatever it is and you feel like oh snap like I messed up or, or whatever it is and yeah there comes a point where you, where you have to recognize like there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus and I'm in Christ and God didn't take his belt off to me at those times you know right. um right. and and there was this there was this moment I had one of those nights and, and the next day the Lord asked me like uh, what were you doing when you were putting your kid to sleep and I hit on this earlier of like uh, I was putting my kid to sleep no you were worshiping me mm. you were in my presence um you were doing you know you were doing your duty unto the Lord mm. So um, I think for those who do live those super duper busy lives, yes, like find that time, discipline yourself to, to, to have those times with the Lord, but also see God in every moment. Like don't make a yeah. plan to get with God in this time of your day. Walk your day with the Lord. Like there's, again, That's going back God. to that God consciousness yeah. of, of like um, God walked with Adam in the cool of the day he walked in the garden with adam and jesus came to restore that very thing that we could walk with god yeah in, in, in every aspect of our lives and every decision that i make um in every moment so yeah i think that's a key point we're obviously we're not suggesting you've done anything wrong but it is that idea i think there's that i call it the tensions of walking with god of yes you it's absolutely you to me, I don't think that you can live correctly in this world without that intentionality. Yeah. But then it's not like, oh, you missed a day. Yeah, we're living yeah. in this family. It's, it's also, um, the you know the ability, the kindness of God, the goodness of God, and yeah. He will empower you. Yeah, for those moments. And um, I have learned that you want to give yourself in this journey of like, oh, I want to do the very best I can for the Lord. I want to spend time with the Lord. Whatever it is, that. I've learned to give yourself the the patience that God gives us to grow. As uh, yeah, the true. the example I had I had um, the Lord gave me maybe from two years ago. I was in uh, Europe teaching at a, a school, and the year before, this there was this couple on the leadership team, and they just had the baby. So he's an infant then. Come back the next year, and um, they they say Jason is almost a year old, and he's almost walking. Yeah. And I go, oh, awesome. So it was like one of the first days, it was a break. And they, they said, um, look, Jason's walking. And I looked over, both the parents just had, they were just like so excited, but he wasn't walking like by himself. He's holding on and he's holding <laughs> yeah. on to them. And the Lord said to me, it's just like that when you walk with me. Wow. I'm not beating you up because you haven't run yeah. a marathon. I'm joyfully cheering every yep. step you're taking in the purposes of God. Yeah. So there's that, that the, the awareness of the character of God when we're walking with him. And um, I think actually, if we're really going to do that, we have to know his nature towards 100%. us. That, yeah. that he is always 100% committed. He's always 100% loving. And there's, you know, I mean, our our... He is. He does draw near to us, but it's not like we change God's heart towards right. us 
in terms of his love towards us right. in, in that concept. I, I want to hit one more thing, and then I, I just feel like an anointing just to pray for, like, friendship with yep. the Lord, because I think that's that's what the Lord is, like, yep. really weaving together here. But just kind of a, a thought similar to that. I was, um, I was talking to the Lord about something, and it had something to do with, like, a financial decision I was going to make. And the Lord said to me, he goes, I'll be your business partner. <laughs> and he That's goes, good. you and me will be business partners. And then I, I, I've just started, uh, went back to school and um, started this program. It's I never thought I'd do a program like this. But the Lord said to me, he goes, I, I'm going to help. Like, I know that I know. In fact, I know that there's an angel Lord assigned to me to do this. And I've actually had encounters with the Lord while I'm doing research yeah. that is an academic pursuit and I'm having encounters with the Lord because it is the Lord that's called me to it. Yeah. So I think that there's like this theme that God is saying, even as we're dialoguing here, and it's just about the friendship with the Lord and how awesome it is. And it's not limited to just even sitting in a prayer room all day, yeah. as wonderful that it, as it is. It's this outgrowth that we can connect with God in the grocery store. We can connect with so, God. I, I see someone like you're watching this. You're like a, an administrative assistant. I see like it's like the front of like a lobby or something. You answer phones. You're kind to people that God yep. is with us. So why don't Absolutely. you just you pray? Yeah. So, uh, man, Lord, I just thank you um, that you are teaching us to live from one identity. Motable. And that is beloved. Yeah. That is son. That is daughter. And I thank you, Father God, that um, before Jesus did one act of ministry, God, before he healed one person, God, before he did anything, Lord, I thank you that you called him beloved. Thank you, God. I thank you that you called him your beloved son. And I thank you that the same is true of us, God, that that it's not out of what we do, God. It's not simply out of um, just our duties, Father God, as believers, Father yeah. God. I thank you, God, that you... Your goodness is towards your son. Mm. Your goodness is towards your daughter, God. Not towards what they do. Not simply towards what they do, but um, their being, Father God. I thank you that you've created us for communion with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that Jesus restored the opportunity for us to walk day by day by day by day, moment by moment by moment, second by second with you, God. Not apart from you. Not at a distance when you're ashamed of us, God. You, You aren't. You just aren't, God. Thank you, Lord. That's not your nature, Lord. That's not your nature, Lord. You're not ashamed, Father God, of, mm. of our trip-ups, God. You're not ashamed, Father God, and you're not uh, disappointed with us, God, when we miss it, Lord. But I thank you, God, that you're close. Uh, you're closer than a brother, Father. <laughs> I thank you, Father, that just as Jesus said, he said, I'll, I'll go with you mm. always. Not on your best days, not in mm. your best moments. Always, <laughs> even <laughs> to the ends of the earth. Mm. I thank you that it's always that you're with us, God. Thank you, Lord, for that revelation, Lord. I thank you, God, that even if it's not fresh revelation, I thank you that even if I feel like somebody listening and watching has has heard these things before, but it's just resurfacing right now. And I thank you, Father, that what is resurfacing, God, is now going to take root in hearts, God, that's going to take roots, God, in their very beings, Lord. I thank you, God, that it wouldn't be out of their functions, God, that they try to impress you, God, that they try to get your attention, Lord, but it's simply out of just them being yours, God, that they recognize they already have your attention, God. Thank you, God. (laughs) They already have your attention, Lord. 
And I just speak right now to worship leaders, God. Thank you, Father, for the gift of leading worship. I thank you. It's an honor, God. It's a privilege, Lord. Mm. I thank you, Father God, that you would raise up worship leaders, God, to be lovers of your presence. David was a lover of your presence. David, before he did anything as a king, he said, we're going to get the presence back. Mm. We're bringing back the presence, God. And so I just thank you that you're bringing back the presence, God, to your modern-day Davids, Lord, your modern-day Levites, Father God. I thank you that mm. we would be great stewards of the, the greatest thing that we, we, we could ever steward, God, is your presence, Lord. Not just for the sake of ministry, not just for the sake of songs, not just for the sake of our doing on Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever it is, God, conferences or whatever. I thank you, God, that we would learn to steward your presence in the day-to-day, moment-to-moment. Yeah. The day-to-day, moment-to-moment, God. Mahashikabaya. Thank you, Mm. Lord. (laughs) That's the heart of David. Mm. One thing I desire of the Lord, that one thing I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord not on Sunday mornings, but all the days of my life. Thank you, God. To gaze upon His beauty all the days of my life. Mm. All the days of my life. I thank you that you're awakening that to a generation of worship leaders, God. Thank you, God. (laughs) And I just see um, fresh oil being poured out. Fresh oil to know God. The psalmist said, David that he anoints me with fresh oil and uh, Jesus declared eternal life would be to know him. So I just declare that the angel of the Lord Lord. is visiting you even right now. There's a marking tonight to know him, to see his beauty, to long for his beauty. I release in Jesus name, just the seed of a hunger to know God. Thank you. And that hunger to know God would cause the, any affections of your heart that are rooted and anchored in anything mm. in this world would just begin to dissipate. Yeah. And I bless you to be broken free from even the concept of devotional or Bible study, but just into the glorious yeah. life of fellowship. And for those who've struggled to even develop that discipline, I just declare a breaker grace to break <laughs> you into that. And I declare in the name of Jesus that the reformers are being raised up in America for such a time as this, and their desire is a people who know you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that, Father. (laughs) I just want to speak to somebody. You you don't have to dress up like your brother for God to bless you. Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I feel like, again, I'm speaking to a worship leader. Thank you, God. You don't have to dress up like culture, like this Western movement of worship has taught you that you have to dress up you don't have to sound a certain way (laughs) thank you god i thank you that out of presence driven lifestyle that out of that god consciousness that out of that devotional lifestyle that god is you're teaching them father god who they are and the uniqueness god the thumbprint god that you've put on their lives the thumbprint you've put on their sound father god Father, they don't have to dress up like their brother to get your blessing, God. Thank you, God. They just have to dress themselves in you and become all that you've created them to become. (laughs) Mm. And it may be unique and it may be different, but you are a peculiar people. Mm. 
You are called to be just that. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I, I think I, 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 I hear the Lord saying that there is a sound that you have yet to release. Thank you, God. That your community has been longing for. <laughs> Thank you, God. That the people that surround you have been longing for. Thank you, God. So I say release that sound. In Jesus' name. Rob, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you, partners and friends, for joining us. We're so honored every time you take the opportunity to receive from this ministry. Every Thursday, 6.30 Eastern, on our uh, website, on, on our all our social media platforms. God bless you. If you want to catch some archive programs, you can on abnersuarez.com. Bless you. Thank you for joining us.